Welcome to the podcast from the Temple. I'm Rabbi Peter Berg. And I'm Rabbi Lauren Filson Lapidus. This episode is brought to you by the Temple, Atlanta's oldest and youngest synagogue. Peter, have you located all of your dress clothes yet? I, I have located them. There's, you know, if you leave uh, a suit on a hanger too long, it has this bizarre fold mark. So I'm, I'm like trying to uh, move my pants on the hanger a little bit to get rid of that fold mark. See, skirts don't have that problem, but um, as we get ready, because, you know, next Friday, you and I are going to be in the sanctuary, socially distanced. Um, it's time to start thinking about not only looking nice from the neck up on Zoom. We actually yeah, have to put on our Shabbos clothes. That's right. We're going to, you know, I, I, we're, I wore a tie as a kid to school. The school I went to, you had to wear a tie. And so I've been tying a tie since I was like in kindergarten, I think. So I, I think I still remember how to do it. Well, that actually is very thematic for the, the topic at hand, which is Happy Father's Day, Peter. Well, thank you very much. What are you I, doing to celebrate? Well, you know, it's a, it's, it's a very different year because we're all home. You know, there's no Israel trip this summer. And uh, so here we are. We're here. But uh, we ordered a combo Mother's Day, Father's Day outdoor lounge chair, like one of those zero G lounge chairs. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So I'm going to sit in my zero G lounge chair. Um, I have a book that I have wanted to read for a long time, and uh, I ordered some uh, really good coffee, and I'm, I'm going to sit there with whoever wants to pop in the chair next to me and keep me company. You know, if I were actually going to guess what you were going to do for Father's Day, I probably would have gotten the book and the coffee. The, the Zero Gravity Lounge chair outside, I like it. I like yeah, it. I'm glad um, it's here because it, 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 it started in uh, Canada, and, and then it went to four or five U.S. cities before it tracked to Atlanta. So it took about a month to get here. <laughs> well, it's zero gravity. I mean, it travels slow. I right. love that. Um, in our house, we are, um, we've given Micah the gift of um, some solitude, spending some time socially distanced with a friend of his, and um, then we'll, you know, hang out, neighborhood pool, probably grill yeah. something. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying not to do like high expectations because you, you know you get yourself all worked up for it's Father's Day. It's got to be a perfect day, and and uh, um, so no expectations. I just want to be with my family, relax, and yeah. uh, it'll be what it'll be. I feel like Mother's Day carries with it, and we talked about this in the Mother's Day episode. You know, all of these expectations of like flowers and breakfast in bed and like. Um, you know, just adoration of the mother. And I feel like Father's Day is more like hang out with family, like yeah. be outside. Grill. You got a grill. Grill. Oh, for sure. Um, so, you know, Father's Day, of course, can sometimes be complicated. So I will just say now, like if Father's Day is not your thing um, or it makes you feel sad, you know, those of us whose fathers have passed on, like that certainly you know, it's a time to remember, or if you want to become a father and you're not yet, you know, that's also complicated. So if, if that is you and you're looking for some consolation, there are amazing sales on grills, tools, men's clothing, <laughs> um, uh, like shaving kits, 
uh, you can get a really good deal on a shaving kit right now. So go shopping for yourself, if nothing else. Yeah, I don't know. There are certain things that, you know, like men apparently all we do is shave, get a new wallet and a new tie. Like that's what we do all yeah. the time. And well, and you grill. We actually bought Micah charcoal um, for the Kamado Joe. So yeah. um, it, that's arriving today. Um, and, and power tools, because of course, every father knows what to do with power tools yeah. and, um, and golf equipment. Yeah. But I, 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 I do like what you said. I think it's really important. And, and we cannot overstate that um, sometimes Father's Day does come with mixed emotions. And I, and I think of you and, and your family. And um, uh, we talked on the Mother's Day episode about infertility and male infertility is, is, a, is a real thing. And very, very few people are actually familiar um, with the challenges of male fertility, which um, uh, thankfully we have resources here in Atlanta um, mm -hmm. to help with that. Yeah, definitely check out the Jewish Fertility Foundation for resources and support. And yeah, you know, this will be our third Father's Day um, since my dad died. And the first one was so weird. And so my heart goes out to anyone who is having that experience for Father's Day the first time. It's just a little awkward and it's a little sad. And now, I don't know, we just kind of tell a dad story and, um, you know, wow. it. It just is, you know, I think that there's all sorts of things that we can predictably look at and go, hmm, that might sting. And then sometimes we're pleasantly surprised. That's right. But it's a good oh. reason to lean into those we have in our lives, our dads with whom we um, hopefully like a little bit, um, if not a lot, send some cards, grill some food, uh, read some books and drink some coffee and really just enjoy. And well, that, that's what we did this week. We had a chance to uh, to talk uh, about three fathers, uh, the fathers of Peter Berg, Stephen Rao and Sam Kay. And it was fun because I know them all. I know mm -hmm. you do, too. I, I do. And it was fun to hear um, just hear you both, all three of you talk about it. And especially since since Sam, Rabbi Kay, is um, closing in on the due date for his first child. Um, you know, there's really, it was nice to hear you all talk and banter and I was really struck and I know our listeners will be as well by the just really admiration and respect the three of you have for your fathers. Um, we should all, uh, those of us who are fortunate enough to be parents should, um, I hope we all have children speak about us as you spoke about your fathers. It was really special. Well, that's the thing, you know, you always want to try to live up to, you know, can I be the, the mother or father? just like my mother and father. And it's, uh, you know, I feel so blessed that mindset's such a good example. And, uh, but here it is. Here's our conversation uh, on the Temples podcast about Father's Day. So here we are now on our Father's Day episode with Stephen Rao and Sam Kay and myself. And we're, we're excited to be here to have this conversation with everybody. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Father's Day is coming up, and uh, it gives us an opportunity, I think, to think about um, uh, our own fathers. And uh, I uh, actually have met and know both of your fathers, so perhaps I could answer the questions too, but I, but I won't do that. I like uh, that but, very much, actually. <laughs> but uh, let, let's begin, and you know, I'd, I'd love to hear, and I know 
um, our listeners would love to hear, what is it that you most admire um, about your own father? That's a great question. Um, for me, this has actually been a, a hard balancing act because I don't know how many people have heard me tell this story, but for the longest period of time, I never wanted to be a rabbi because that's what my dad did. My, my dad was a rabbi, so I didn't want to be a rabbi. But now, uh, a little bit older and a little bit wiser, um, I'm very proud of my father for his rabbinate. And I'm very proud of my father for being the kind of like Jewish exemplar that I didn't know I was looking for when I was, when I was a teenager and when I was a young adult. Um, he really showed me a lot of what it means to be uh, a really good Jewish person in the world and also what it means to be a really good rabbi. So it's a bond that we share and something that I'm, I'm very proud of him for. Beautiful. For me, um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of nice to be able to think about your father and, and really with a, you know, with a pointed question because um, how many times do we actually really get to tell our fathers exactly what we think about them? Um, for me, my father, I, I admire his kindness, his humility, his patience. Um, he's, he's incredibly intelligent, um, especially with numbers. Um, and, um, and, and his ability to actually build or, or do anything um, from scratch, whether it's um, electrical work or or woodworking, or or um, or or anything like that. He he has a unique ability to step by step um, and perfectly, um, with a lot of patience, um, do these kinds of things. Yeah, um, my father is um, just the the sweetest, kindest, most generous person. I mean, generous is there's no words for it. He's always thinking about other people and. Um, other people in the family and friends, and it, it, it's, it's really, uh, it's beyond. Um, and uh, uh, he's, he's just such a, a rock and a pillar of strength and support uh, for me and my sister and, and, our, and our whole family. Um, uh, I, uh, one thing that he can, you know, that he can do, he can, he can just do anything. Like it, um, I think, you know, just like skipped a generation. He, he can build anything, make anything. He knows the answer to like, like an encyclopedia to every question. And, um, uh, and he's got like a gazillion hobbies. And I, I know that you both know that I've been hobby shopping for a long time and have, have come up with nothing. <laughs> but he just has like, he does ham radio. He does photography. He's got a hundred hobbies. Um, and it just is, um, it's just so interesting that, that, I guess that part skipped a generation. Well, I also but, want to tack on because I remember when I first met him, God, it's been 20 something years ago now. And, and the same words that I would say about, that you just said about your father, I would say, he's really just the sweetest man um, that you've ever, ever met. And just so kind and so gentle. Well, well, like knowing them all, and I, I, uh, I, I think we should, after we can all be in a social place together, we should have all, have all the fathers together. I think it would be fun because they, they really do have a lot in common. Yeah, they do. Mine doesn't ride a motorcycle, though. No, that's, that's always the hardest thing for most people to believe is that my, 
my very serious rabbi father rides a Harley Davidson as his, as his really what we call his fifth child and his most beloved child as well. <laughs> we, we won a, a moped when I was a kid in the temple auction and, um, and I think my mother made us give it back. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> um, so here, what value, you know, do, do you, or trait perhaps uh, of your own father is in you and, and what value or trait uh, do you wish was yours? I, I'm happy to start. I, you know, for me, I think it's really, it's actually the same answer. Um, my dad is um, so calm and cool and collected and nothing rattles him. Um, you know, here we are in the middle of, of uh, this global pandemic and he, you know, he just, you know, whatever is going on, he just, you know, just accepts it and, and works with it. And, and I, I think that's really an amazing thing. And sometimes I'm really able to do that and I, and I know that I get it from him. And sometimes, um, you know, I, I just can't be as calm and cool and um, admire the way that he's able to do it. My father's really at home in crowds. He just has this ability to walk into a room, whether it's, you know, the Oneg or it's a gathering or something like that. And he just has the ability to just very casually and easily be at home there. Um, and Peter, I know you and I have talked about this before, this idea of like cat rabbis and dog rabbis. Yeah. Dog rabbis, they love the Oneg. They just love coming up to everybody. And cat rabbis have to try really hard because um, they've got their people who will let them touch, you know, who will touch, but everyone else they're a little shy about. And um, I'm, I'm always a little envious of my father's ability to just go out and, and meet anybody, um, which was also my grandfather's great skill. And, and, and for me, it's, it's more of a challenge. I just put more work into it. Hmm. For, for with me, um, the, the values that I see in myself from my father are, um, and I hope, and I, I, I hope I'm being as humble as I can, but it's the kindness and also that, that um, I do have that skill that he has. It didn't skip a generation with me. I can put something together, I can build it, whatever. I wish I had the patience that he has it and the attention to detail. Um, he, he used to get so frustrated with me because I would get some new, something that needed to be built and I would, put the directions aside and, and build it. And he actually had to go step by step by step and with such great perfection. I'd always, you know, leave out one screw or something like that. It would always work just as well. Just, you know, like a, a hair of an inch off on, um, on a building project, always. I think, Stephen, I think your dad is, is um, as patient as could possibly be with one exception. That's when the saints are not doing well. <laughs> I've seen that. Not do well. <laughs> so, <laughs> There's um, always a hospital on call when he's not doing well. You know, all this reminds me of um, of uh, the Abraham when he goes out to make his journey, right? Lech lecha me'artzacha mimoladetcha mimbeitavicha. You're supposed to go forth from your father's house, and our tradition tends to credit uh, Abraham with the journey, but the the midrash actually says that Terach started the journey. And he wasn't able to complete it. He, he got to Haran, he got halfway. But, um, uh, you know, in many ways, we're completing the journey of our parents. And I, I, think, I, I think there's some truth to that, that uh, mm -hmm. we're just uh, taking it to the, to the next level. And, um, 
all of that's particularly exciting, um, Sam, because uh, you are about to become a father soon. Um, yeah. And, uh, we're all really excited for you. Yeah, I'm Thank you. I'm really, we're really excited. We're really overjoyed. I'm uh, a little nervous. It's a strange time to be, uh, to be doing this, but uh, it's, it's a blessing. And we know it's a blessing. Well, we, we had a we had a, a, a clergy uh, Zoom last night, and 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 Mark Jacobson was on the call with us too, and we had a chance to uh, uh, share some uh, sometimes comical but also uh, heartfelt uh, uh, prayers and wishes for you. And uh, I, I want to say best practices, but I don't know if that's really true. <laughs> got some great advice about what to do and what not to do, but. To be fair, some of the advice about what to do was actually great advice about what I should never do. Right. Thanks for that, really. But what are you what are you looking forward to? I mean, what like when you think about becoming a dad, what what are you most excited about? I'm really, I'm excited to watch her learn. Um, that, that's what everyone keeps saying is that you get to watch this, this development of of this cute little puddle of of person like slowly like develop into something more and just you know, rabbis were teachers, um, and I can't imagine really anything sweeter than, than, than what I get to teach my daughter, um, and the things I get to share with her, and the things that I get to watch her discover on her own. Um, and I'm, you know, I, as those who have watched us on Zoom over the last few months know, I also have two cats, and my cats are very affectionate, and they jump up into my lap a lot. So. Um, I have a great weakness for that moment, so I can only imagine the, the, the I'm really looking forward to holding, to holding her and, and having her fall asleep on my lap and all those good things. Um, I'm just excited to be a dad, truthfully. And, so. and you will be a great one. And we're just so excited for you and Taylor. It's going to be so much fun. We need a, we need a, a happy baby, you know, in, in these difficult, challenging times, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I have a memory of, of when I was very young, escaping the daycare at the JCC and joining my dad on the, on the BEMA for high holiday services. So I'm, I'm curious, Stephen, how, how watchful the, 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 the attendants will be um, at the daycare this, for, for our kids. But, you know, we'll see. <laughs> holding that place with love right now. Thanks. Well, we, uh, Stephen and I had a chance to share some, uh, you know, with you, so, some advice for you as, as uh, uh, you begin this journey. And um, uh, one of the things that, that, you know, I've really been thinking about is, uh, um, you know, they say it all goes so quickly and it really does. Uh, but just to, uh, to take in each moment and um, to really be there, I, you know, I'm, Every time I think about it, I'm still struck with um, how unbelievably and utterly in love I am with my children. I mean, just it's just a feeling that is so undescribable. And I hope that um, uh, you can just just um, take the time to to hold this beautiful child and love this beautiful child and um, to give the best of yourself. You know, your sweetness, your intellect. Uh, your ability to make this world a better place. And um, I think it's going to be her generation <laughs> that's going to have the, the opportunity to actually get us, like the, like the Abraham Terach story. I mean, I think we're only going to be able to go so far and look forward to seeing what she can do. Absolutely.
Yeah, and 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 I would say that um, you know, it, it starts from that very first moment when, when the baby, I mean, seconds old, and then, but I, I keep flashing back to you know when when I would lay my children down in my arms to sleep at night, and they look at you like they have this 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 trust in you that um, is that, and you hope that that trust will stay with them the rest of the life, their lives, and at least, but at least you can remember that moment when they, um, they completely give in to you for, for, for their trust. And, um, and you're thinking, or I was thinking at the time, that um, you, know, who, you know, who has that rule book? Who's gonna teach me how to, to do everything, how to answer all their questions and how to, to um, and, and tend to their needs? But there, there is no rule book. And, um, and, and yes, we're gonna make mistakes, and, and that's for sure. We're gonna make a lot of mistakes. And um, the mistakes are, are certainly a part of that journey. None of us is perfect in this. Um, and they're gonna teach us how to be the best parents uh, that we can possibly be. Absolutely. You know, I still ask my dad so many questions. Like I, I, I still call him all the time. And, and I'm amazed as someone who's almost 50, the things that I still have to go to my father for. Um, but I'd love to know from you all, um, what do you still ask your father for help with? Every time I start a project, uh, you know, I, I call him because like I'm, I'm scared, I'm scared to take that first um, leap into cutting into a wall or, or, um, or opening up a pipe or or, or even um, sometimes with like tax investments or tax um, questions or things like that. You know, it's, it's always that, that comfort. The same way I was talking about the, um, you know, that your child's going to look at you in your eyes and, and trust you. I really do trust everything that he says, even though I, I, I pretty much know the answer to it before I, um, I do it. I just need that, um, that confidence. For me, it's car stuff. I, I can read a 2,000-year-old text in a language that I'm not fluent in, but if you ask me how to lease a car or what, like, what, what's, the, like, what's the appropriate tire pressure or how often I need to get, I just don't, I don't remember. I don't, I, I'm just, I'm terrible with it, and they cost so much money. It's just, <laughs> whenever there's a thing with my car, I always call my dad because he, he has this love for these machines that I've just never been able to understand and never been able to, never been able to like fully work into my mind. I, and I thank, thank goodness for the invention of the iPad because I'm constantly like standing at the fuse box with my iPad, like, <laughs> what does this mean? What is that? Or whatever it is. And I, um, uh, I wonder like, what are my kids going to do? Because I don't know anything about the fuse box when, when they ask me. <laughs> so we'll have to figure that one out as it goes. But uh um, uh, it, it is certainly comforting to, to know that uh, someone's always got the answer to all the questions. And, you know, I, I think back to, you know, my father's 40th birthday and his 50th birthday, and um, it seemed like he knew it all then, too. So interesting to look back that way. Um, so fill in the blank. My dad knows how to do blank better than anyone else. For me, um, 
for me, uh, my dad knows how to remember and tell a one-line joke, usually at the most inappropriate time, and usually not the best joke in the world, but he knows it and, he, and he's ready to do it um, on cue every single time. That's so funny you're saying that because I, I, two peas in a pod. I, I, you know, I said, my dad knows how to tell dad jokes like the best of them, and, and none of which are the, the funniest, uh, but he always has one ready to go. And, um, but, but in all truthfulness, you know, the first thing I thought, but uh, it's really, he knows how to relationships and really um, make an acquaintance and really uh, get to know somebody on a, on a deeper level. My, my dad knows how to, how to keep, I would say, bad jokes alive. Uh, my family has a tradition that started with my grandmother, where if you say the name of a specific location, which I'm not going to say here because that's the whole point, um, it will trigger my father, my grandfather, blessed memory, my uncles of blessed memory. They would all stand up and they would do a Three Stooges routine, word for word, right out of it. And it didn't matter. They were at a fancy restaurant or on the side of the, I mean, like you could get them to do it on command. And my dad, bless him, he still does it. And he still tries to get the waitress when we go out to like say the name of the place so that he can get me to like stand up with him and do this three seasons routine. So I, I, he keeps it alive no matter what. And now I do it. I don't even know why I do it, but I do it. The, the last question I thought would be fun for us to talk about a little bit is um, the way that our tradition, our Jewish tradition, looks at fathers. Mm -hmm. And um, certainly we know from the Bible that there are uh, probably more challenging examples of fathers than there are, there are good ones. Uh, and of course, we have a, a rabbinic tradition as well, a midrashic tradition. Uh, but a bit, um, I'd love to hear uh, who you, who you uh, think our tradition venerates as a father. And, and what is it about that person um, uh, that's something perhaps we should all be thinking about as we approach Father's Day? Well, I, I have a complex answer to this one. Um, I think our tradition understands David, the king, to be a very real father. And I mean that in that he's David is one of the few characters in, in our tradition that we get to spend his entire life with. We see him as a young man, we see him as a young adult, we see him as a father, and then we see him as an aging father, and then finally as a grandfather as well. And we, we get to see his struggles and his successes and his failures in all of those realms, because he's a good father to some of his children, he's a terrible father to others of his children, but it doesn't stop him from still being this revered figure, this revered character known as David. Yeah. Um, and I, I would almost take out from that that our, that our, our tradition is aware that we're, we're complex human beings and, and that we can be failed, we can be failed fathers and successful fathers at the same time, and we can be failed kings and successful kings at the same time, and we can be good people and challenging people at the same time. Um, and that one role doesn't define our entirety of our existence. We were all talking about that last night when we were doing our uh, giving our advice and saying, you know, sometimes as parents, we, we don't make all the right choices. We try, but sometimes we just do the, you know, we don't make, we don't do it right. And, uh, but we get back up and, and try it again. Uh, for me, I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm really uh, 
fascinated with uh, Yitro, with Jethro, which is, you know, in this case, more of a father-in-law, but he is a father-in-law to, <laughs> to someone. Uh, and, um, you know, remember everyone, Jethro is the, uh, uh, the uh, priest of uh, Midian. And, um, uh, you know, we teach this all the time. Um, and and I, th I think some of our listeners are aware that, uh, you know, Jethro just worries day and night about Moses and, and Moses's family. Uh, and he thinks he's working too hard and that's not going to be good for the family. And he's, he's, he's really overly concerned. And it's, um, you know, it's this, this example of sort of uh, father, father knows best, which, you know, I sometimes have to remind my children that, uh, you know, the decisions we make are actually based on, on lived experience, even when they don't like the answer. Uh, but I think that, you know, this idea of a father who helps um, children and family to navigate the challenges of life, I think that's really uh, helped them to learn uh, skills and help them to learn to be independent and help them to learn to make good decisions. Um, uh, and of course, there aren't that many verses dedicated to him. So we, you know, we, don't, we don't get, we only get the good stuff. Uh, but but he's someone who I think our tradition really goes out of its way to to venerate. When I was looking at this, I was kind of looking at more into the more modern tradition, um, and a little bit more of a figurative way because um, you know I was looking at two semi-modern leaders, um, Eliezer Ben Yehuda mm. and Theodore Herzl. Mm. And the reason why you know they're so intriguing to me is because these are two men who, um, you know. 150 years ago had this incredible dream for the Jewish people, just like our ancestors did thousands of years ago. But it's real. And these are people who we, we know we can read their writings. Um, we can read their dreams and, and that their dreams um, actually did become reality. Um, that we have a modern Hebrew language being spoken again after 2000 years. And, um, we also have a, a homeland again after 2,000 years. Um, I only hope that we as, as, as fathers have dreams for our own kids, and not only our kids, but our kids' generation, um, Jewish and non-Jewish, and, um, and, and what we hope for them um, in the future, and we can be a part of um, making that dream come alive for them. Amen. There's a, there's a great Midrash that says, uh, um, that neither Moses nor Aaron um, uh, uh, alone were perfect individuals, but, but together uh, they both represented the best of, of, of humanity. Moses was really good at his job and uh, you know, helped to shepherd the Jewish people, and Aaron was, uh, was, was a great father, the Midrash says, and was really home and, and there for you know, children when children needed. And so they're both flawed to some extent because they're better at one than the other, something we all struggle with. Um, but on the other hand, it's also, I think, a teaching that uh, there's really nothing more important than, than being there for our children. And um, f for us, for, you know, we, work, we definitely work long and hard hours, but I have a strong sense that most of our listeners do as well. So it's, uh, I think it's a nice midrash to think about on Father's Day. Um, well, I want to say um, thank you for joining us on our, on our podcast. I know that our listeners have been anxious to hear from uh, Stephen and Sam, and um, uh, you have all shared such important wisdom and advice. And uh, uh, one of these days, we're going to have a podcast with some, some baby noises in the background. And uh, that's when we, uh, Sam, welcome your, 
beautiful child into the world. So Very thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Well, that was really such a sweet interview and conversation among my colleagues. And now I just want to remind everyone that we are really excited to receive your questions and ideas for future episodes at podcast at the-temple.org. Thank you so much for listening to this Father's Day-themed episode of The Podcast at The Temple, where we inspire lives and transform our world.